Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 205 of Divi Chat. Each week What's up everybody? Us, each week you can catch us live on YouTube talking about subjects relating to WordPress, design, tool sets, our businesses, and of course the Divi theme. Um, we have a number of uh, superhero gurus to help steer our discussion, and we searched high and low across the world to bring you the best minds to discuss our topics. Um, <laughs> We normally would start on a slow boat to China and head down to Australia where we would find Sarah, um, <laughs> but Sarah's not uh, able to make it this week. So we then took a kayak and headed across the <laughs> North Pacific and in search of our next superhero. And he was sitting on the dock of the bay with his Divi Life t-shirt on and, in and introduced himself as Mr. Tim Streifler. Hey, hey, thanks for that intro, Mike. Uh, glad to be here, everybody. Uh, Tim Streifler broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, tutorials, layouts, all that good stuff. Thanks, Tim. So we uh, we had to hire a mystery machine and from Scooby-Doo and take Route 66 out of LA and across the plains of America where we found ourselves in South Carolina where Mrs. Sweet Tea herself gave us a flop for the night and revealed the secrets <laughs> of the web. Stephanie, over to you. Mike is the best intro giver ever. <laughs> it's always very geographically based too. Which I like. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Stephanie Hudson. I'm actually on the in North Carolina, but it's very close to the border of South Carolina. In Charlotte, where I'm about a half hour from South Carolina. So anyway. Uh, I got it wrong. The mystery machine was close, but uh, I am here representing Focus WP, our company where we white label and outsource things like development, copywriting, design, um, even video production and some VA tasks to help freelancers and small agencies to grow and scale. You can find us at focuswp.co and I'm usually hanging out in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. You should come and join us there. We have a lot of good discussions every week. We do, we do. Thanks, Stephanie. And you can also catch me on Focus on Your Biz as well, because uh, I find myself hanging out there a few, few times, a uh, few times a week with Stephanie. Um, and you can also find me uh, at WebDesignPro.co, where we create WordPress websites for our customers. And I'm based in Maidstone, Kent, in the UK. So, on to our topic for tonight. So, we're going to talk about um, all different sides of web design and business and coding and sites that either help us, inspire us, or just how we find inspiration and, and help in our business. And I thought we'd start by just talking about sort of WordPress and coding to start off with. Um, so I don't know if anybody wants to kick us off with uh, how they get uh, how they get started, when they've got a problem, when they're looking for for some help, um, and you go on to Mr. Google and see if he can help you find and solve your problem. Where do you go? Where do you start? So, uh, like code-based issues that you run into, is that yeah? The... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I kind of start with what you described, which is is Google. Um, now, I feel like as Google has gotten smarter, you don't have to be as good at searching, but I'm sure we can all relate uh, living on the internet and stuff. The more you Google, the better you get at Googling. Like there's actually, a little bit of a skill to it because you learn kind of how to search for things. And then it's like you almost, when you're searching within a certain uh, niche for a while, you you identify those sites. And so you might be asking, well, why don't you just go to those sites first? Well, a lot of those sites don't have the best search engine. So it's like, even if I know I'm looking for maybe something on like the WordPress, uh, like forums or something like that, or the like, or even if I'm looking for a specific WordPress plugin, I'll search on Google and then find it and then it'll take me back to WordPress. So um, that's kind of my my typical thing is I, I, I search Google, even if I'm looking for specific sites and kind of go from there. Uh, you know, if you're Googling air messages, especially anything related to, to WordPress, any type of air message that WordPress spits out, it's on 
some sort of forum out there and Google already has it indexed. And so um, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, Mike, but my, my yeah. answer is Google. <laughs> it is. But I think it also, what Google's doing now is it's also putting out uh, knowledge articles. It's kind of deciding which, uh, if somebody's done schema on their website, for example, it's actually deciding if that knowledge base article should be promoted to be like the number one article. Yeah. Yeah. They, they refer to that in the SEO world as uh, the, like the zero placement where, yeah. uh, and, and there's kind of some uh, controversy on that because uh, it's like you have such a good answer that Google displays it directly on their search and results page. Yeah. However, in a lot of cases, However, you however. don't get that traffic, right? No. So it's like Google's almost getting credit for it, and, and you know your your URL is under it and stuff. People can click to to see the whole article and stuff. But we've all been in those situations where we're googling something and we see something right on the Google search engine page, and it's like, oh, I don't have to click on anything because Google already told me the answer, even though they didn't tell you the answer. They just brought in the answer. Yeah, so. they kind of price summarized it. And just brought in the, the the main points from it. Yeah, um, exactly. But you so, have to be a little bit careful with it because if you just read what they've put on there, sometimes it's actually like not totally quite off. The right answer. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite the right answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that that definitely does happen. Like it'll it'll actually sometimes be saying the opposite, but it mm. it the way it shows it almost looks like it's answering your question exactly but then you read it closer and it's like oh wait no it's the exact opposite <laughs> the other thing is you have to check the date of that article because a lot yeah, of times that'll really be something point. that was written three years ago and if you're looking at code errors or things like that like you'll really need to have something that's yeah. current Th three years is might as well be 30 years when it comes to anything right. with technology. <laughs> yeah. I think I did find one recently that went back to 2012 when I was looking at something and uh, you kind of get excited when, you know, you have that initial excitement where you're searching like, for yes, something. My answer. Yeah, I've got it. Yes. And then, <laughs> Oh, it's 2012. I need to look a little bit deeper. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we've got, um, we've got Google. Obviously, is our first port of we call, and then specifically within some of these sites. So, um, for me, I, one of the places I visited quite a bit in my time is Stack Overflow. Yeah, um, mm. and I don't know if anybody's ever ever used that before, um, but you, as long as you're you've you've put some groundwork in, because I, I see people put sort of things onto Stack Overflow that are like very generic. Can you help me with this? And you'll mm -hmm. see people, you'll see that the, the, so you've gone to Stack Overflow, you found this article that you think is going to be to solve your problem. But actually what's happened is Google has indexed the site. It's found the keywords you're looking for. And what it's done is it's promoted this post to the top, but actually it has no answers. So that's yep. really frustrating because you've hit a dead end straight away. Right. Yeah, because um, you're finding what, the question, but that doesn't mean you've found an answer. That's I it. hate when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And and so what you've then got to do is you you then okay, uh, you need to do some work. You need to have had put some a little bit of work in beforehand to say, look, I've got this code. I'm trying to make this code work in a certain scenario. Can anybody help me? Yeah. And I think that and that's a far better thing to do than just try to explain um, with some, you know, a, a block of text. Uh, and usually you find the things on Stack Overflow with the blocker text. Nobody's answered it. And have so, you have you ever done this where you get on there and you see like the top answer or whatever they call it? And so you're like, oh, let me try that. And you jump away and you try it and you're like, well, that didn't work. And you go back and it's the next comment is, yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. <laughs> like you just didn't read far enough. Have you done that? Oh, it's yeah, so yeah. infuriating. <laughs> yes. Yep. And just going Mike, back to, sorry, oh, go on, sorry, Stephanie, go on. I was no. going to just sort of j jump ship on that and go to another one, unless you have more to say. No, carry on. I am a big Facebook person. I, I can't even believe that like it's true, but it is like I, f I find so much gold in the Facebook groups, though, not in like where all the grandmas are sharing photos and the moms are posting embarrassing things, you know, like all that stuff and the political stuff. No, none of that. 
it's in that secret hidden world of the groups. And man, it is just, it is so unbelievably valuable there. Yeah. There are so many WordPress groups, Divi groups, specific plugin groups, like everything. It's almost like there's some kind of go-to. And, you know, if it's specifically WordPress, I still tend to typically lean toward the Divi groups if I do need to post and ask for help. Um, because there are, you know, usually it's sort of all connected. And if the, and the Divi folks are so knowledgeable on so many different WordPress things. Uh, but I do make some distinctions depending on what I'm gonna ask. If it's something more obscure, then, you know, I may go into the, which one is it? The Divi Themes Help and Share that has like 20,000 members or is it the yeah. Elegant Themes one? I should have, I, if I was smart, I the would have had these themes, written down ahead of time. Divi Theme Users Group, I think has close to 70,000. Right Last time I checked, it was like 67,000 or something. Yeah, 67,000 on Divi Theme Users. And then um, Josh Hall's group has 23,000. Uh, Divi Web Designer. Ele Elegant Themes Divi Users, that's the one. That has 14,000. I don't know what the difference is between those two. But so that's something I look at. Uh, Divi Soupies, that's uh, Michelle Noonan's group. That's also got a lot of good tech stuff. Um, like she gives a lot of tips and things in that group. And that's a smaller group with just under 5K. So sometimes I, I make my decisions based on that, you know, to say like who, you know, where I would go. There's also like Divi Freelancers for Hire and things like that if you wanted to go and do ask for paid help, you know, cause sometimes it's more complicated than just, of course I'm a little spoiled too. Cause we have all our focus devs that sometimes I could just go ask them questions. <laughs> I could cheat and go ask them, but, but really the groups are just such an unbelievable. And then there's the NDR kind of groups too. There's some not Divi related that doesn't have as many in it anymore, but boy, if you go into Facebook under groups and search for Divi, like it, it's just, I mean, there's dozens yeah. and dozens of them. Yeah, let me say a couple things about groups. So first sure of all, uh, oh, search first. By the way, though, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So two things: okay. search, search the group first, and then also search Google first, because it's kind of annoying when people will post something in the group that is so readily available with a simple Google search. Like I understand that sometimes people that are more beginners they don't know how to search or what to search for because they don't have that frame of reference but when it's something like super easy and clearly they're just being lazy it's like come uh -huh. on like you basically means just disclaimer, ask for we you. were talking about options besides google but yes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like but that. that's that's kind of like like <laughs> yeah. group etiquette like do your homework first before you start asking others to help you when it's like something so obvious but mm -hmm. um yeah, so that that's something to do. And then also, yeah, search within the group too. Um, yeah. And then one thing I do want to say about the groups, kind of we're, we're, we're talking under the scope of like, you need help, where do you go? Obviously, that's the whole point of this episode. But I, I do want to say that the groups are, as Stephanie mentioned, a wealth of information, even when you don't need something specifically. So like, like there's definitely people that they don't go on Facebook unless they need to ask a question. And that's fine mm -hmm. if that's where you want to do it. However, just kind of hanging out in there and keeping an eye on it, like you will learn so much by other people's questions because you'll see someone ask a question and it's almost like you didn't even think to ask that question. It, it kind of goes mm -hmm. under that uh, saying, you don't know what you don't know, right? So when someone asks a question, yeah. it's like, wow, I never even thought to, ask that. I don't know if that was even something that could be possible. And then you see people answer, you're like, wow, that's amazing. Like you learn so much, right? Even from other people's questions. So it's, it's kind of like the classroom setting, right? Like being in a classroom and hearing others' questions, you learn a lot. So and, and I think it's and, the instant help, isn't it? That 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 you're getting from Facebook. It's kind of like you you post something and it's like you know, you've posted a photograph or something and you're waiting for somebody to, to like it or whatever, and you're waiting for that first person to come and engage with you. And then you you start a conversation even with them. And what Facebook's been very good at is obviously, you know, when we used to uh, enter into groups, it, you just have this very, very long line of replies, but now you get the reply within 
that particular conversation, which is obviously really helpful um, when you're looking, because then you look specifically within that reply and you'll, you'll find even more. So I think Facebook has, has, has really cornered the market there with, with, with groups and just that responsiveness. Yeah. I, I do agree with what, what Tim is saying too, though, from more angle than one, like, a stick around and try and learn some other things, but B don't just be a taker either. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it, there's a couple reasons for it. One is if you get in there and somebody asks a question, cause there's all, I mean, when you're talking about, what is it? What do we say? 47,000 people. And some of those, like you're gonna, you're gonna have such a wide range of experience and levels of knowledge and things like that. That it's like, if you get in there give a little too. Cause sometimes it's like the, even if it's same questions that have been asked and people didn't do their homework, if you've seen the answer a bunch of times, like pass it on, you know, like spread the love a little bit. Other people have maybe answered it 10 times already. And that's a, and B just like, don't be that guy who just only ever takes the penny out of the penny tray. Sometimes you got to leave a penny, you know, like give a little good karma into the world. And like it, if you do that, Here's the other remarkable thing is like, you then get the gratitude of these people. You have people that are like learning from you and that can do go a long way to your self-esteem and you're like feeling more confident in what you do too. It's really kind of a cool, like win-win situation to just really be a, a community member in the groups, not just a question asker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, you, yeah, you get a lot of street cred too. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. <laughs> and we'd love to hear from you by the way, as we're, we're going through our, uh, live stream this evening as to any link that you might have or any place that you might go just share it with us we'll we'll share it on the screen we'll let you know yeah let everybody know again it's this is this is all part of sharing what we're doing tonight is part of sharing and you know if you're there in the in the live stream please don't be afraid put it on there let's have it <laughs> Yeah, we're live on uh, Facebook and YouTube and actually on uh, Periscope for Twitter right now, too. So, wow, wow, yeah, branching out. Uh, nice, love it. I didn't even know that we could do that. That's great. <laughs> one, one last thing I want to say about Facebook groups is I love it when it's not just about getting your question answered, sometimes it's about finding a better solution. So, it yes. happens a lot where someone will ask a question and they might be saying, like, for example, like, how do I do this one thing in WooCommerce, right? Well, there is an answer to that. However, someone might come along and be like, well, wait, like, you don't actually need WooCommerce for that. You could just use Gravity Forms, for example, and yeah. it would be way less, uh, you know, of a strain on your server, blah, 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 yeah. right? And so it's like, you don't get that a lot of times when you just Google something, you, you're able to get a better solution from people that have been there before and have more experience or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I just want to sing praises on Facebook groups. You learn from some really cool people where it's not just about finding an answer to your question, but it's about finding a, a solution to the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the instant hit, isn't it? That's the instant help. And uh, interesting because uh, Friends Booth Web Design says, I used YouTube three times today just looking for HTML questions. So it's kind of like um, YouTube's, YouTube has grown massively. Uh, and people are so many people making videos, instructional videos and things like that. And sometimes you can find your answer hidden in there. But of course, you have to do a little bit more work to, to find it. But um, there's some really good, inspirational, um, helpful YouTube YouTube channels as well in, in our sector. And most of them are extensions of the Facebook group. So you've got Josh Josh's YouTube, Josh Hall's YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Um, We've got um, uh, Divi Life, the YouTube channel for Divi Life. There's loads of videos on there. Um, go and have a look at them because you'll find what you're looking for. It's uh, you'll find that a lot of it's um, some of these things are repeated because, um, but they're they're a different angle and they're a different way mm -hmm. in. And this is the great thing about what we do. There's always a different way of doing something. Guys, um, I've got so at least three to four videos on my youtube channel a whole like, three to four i'm pretty sure i'm i might i'm pushing five i know that so if you need extra help and one of those foot three is your jam oh you are in hey, luck three is better than two <laughs> thanks tim i guess i don't know
So I've got a couple of YouTube channels that I, I really like. Uh, one is a guy called DevEd. Um, he's got 646,000 subscribers. Um, all right. And he breaks everything down in a very fun and informative way. That's um, nice. He's got a number of different courses as well. They don't break the bank. What's his so name again, Mike? DevEd? DevEd, yes. D-E-V-E-D. -E um, is his name Ed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's not, that just really bummed me out. Yeah. No, he's great. He's he's just one of those people that uh, makes fun of it, makes fun of coding as well. Hmm. Um, he sounds and, right up my alley. Uh, so he starts off with a few jokes and things like that. And he says, right, we're going to get into a JavaScript tutorial, for example. And, and away he goes. And... Um, some of these, I mean, a lot with YouTube now is you're, you're having to slow it down just to sort of keep up with, you know, the guys that are really at the edge of the game like he is and staying in the same vein. There's a guy called Adrian Twarog. I hope I've said his name right. Somebody's probably going to correct me if uh, if I get it wrong. Um, but he's got um, just over 80,000 subscribers um, and he does all kinds of things. So he might be doing something in React um he might be showing you some basics in wordpress um he might be doing something in xd um even how to make a wordpress theme so really breaking it down so that you can decide what it is that you're looking for um he's got a sequence of tutorials all on youtube all for nothing so lots of help lots of uh ways and things that you might be looking for you might be searching for and uh you know, have a look, have a look at some of these channels. Yeah, we've had a couple of our, our pals that are pretty uh, YouTube famous in the WordPress community on the show before. We had Daryl Wilson, that guy's a legend. And we had uh, the, oh shoot, I'm not gonna remember the name of it. The other show. Adam, uh, Adam yes. Pizer, WP Crafter. Uh, yes, in fact, we loved him so much, we kept his thumbnail up for several episodes. <laughs> On accident. Yeah, there's there's a weird glitch where every time you <laughs> do a new episode, it would show the thumbnail from the episode that Adam was on, and we, we couldn't figure out how to fix it. It took us like a month oh, and a half. <laughs> it was so frustrating. No offense to Adam, but uh, yeah, we love it. Anyway, yeah. We actually have some fantastic WordPress plugins yeah. too, as well as amazing content and tutorials on his channel. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, Daryl Wilson is, I mean. He was one of the early guys that really just got in there and made a business about of making YouTube videos and tutorials. And like, I don't know, maybe other people had done it, but he was the first one I knew that was like, I'm going to yeah. make a, basically, I'm going to make a three hour video and I'm going to build a website and show you how to do it from start to finish. You know, it's like, that's yeah. it. So he's really, and he just turned oh, it into be, a career. Yeah. That used to be a thing where you, if anybody did a video that was over five or 10 minutes, it was like, you know, you just didn't see two to three. I've, se I've seen some tutorials that go on for about eight hours and you think, I'm just going to be sitting there watching that. But they are. And you see the yep. views on it. And you think people have stuck with that from all the way through. But so that's um, a commitment. It is uh, a commitment. Yeah, it really is fascinating. Like the the learning that you can do online is just remarkable. I mean, we you're talking about a free education, really. And and certain people like Daryl and things like that, like I said, he's made a career. You know, you can make money on it, but he doesn't have to take your money. The ad, the ads that you watch pay for that. And it's just like, to me, it's what a, what a time to be alive. You guys yeah, you just go get free yeah, education. Cool. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've never taken any of the other kind of courses too, but there are like Khan Academy and those kind of things where you can go and actually learn like, learn full stack development and yeah. things like that get little get certificates and stuff that is absolutely free and when you compare that to actually going to a university or taking college courses and stuff i i don't know to me i almost think it's better because there's none of the overhead there's none of the bloat and half the time by you know it seems like when something makes it into the curriculum it's almost outdated by the time you graduate anyway you know so it's yeah. like did you so guys go to college young. Did you go to college for web stuff at all? I didn't go for web stuff. I my business or my major was business entrepreneurship. Um, so in a way, uh -huh. I'm using it. Um, I think that worked for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. I as far as web stuff, design stuff, dev stuff, uh, 
everything has been just what I've learned online. Um, And and like, it's like, you want to say self-taught, but it's like, it wasn't self-taught. It was free resource taught, you know, free learning. And I I, I guess I did do a couple paid courses as well. Sure. But that's all sort of like, that all sort of falls under self-taught more than like, going to college for four years to learn it. Like you came up with yeah. those little, like you found all that stuff online. And right. you have to I be a lot to more early on, You do. Early on, you... I used to say like, the internet is amazing. It teaches you how to do it. Like, right. <laughs> it would yeah, just blow my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you go and you pay for college, you're basically paying for these people to make you learn some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's like you're paying for it. So like you got to show up to class, you got to do it. But you also have to take bunch of crap that you aren't interested in uh at least in the states we call that general education and it's all the the boring at least for me the boring stuff <laughs> it's like this isn't why what i came here for why am i taking this that's uh, it you, we're online, in a, you don't have to do that yeah because mm-hmm. we're in a we live in a world now where we just want what we need we're we're looking for the to cut down on the bloat in our lives and say i haven't got time for this so i need to be able to get what i need and get out yeah, exactly. You know, in- and, and that's how I learned CSS was like, I need to learn how to do this one specific thing. So I Googled it, found the answer, right? So in a way, it's like I it was a very roundabout way of learning because it was bits and pieces, right? And then I was like, okay, everything starts to make sense. I'm getting the bigger picture. But in the beginning, it was like, how do I you know, change this? Okay, CSS for this one little thing, um, a- opposed to like a more... I guess, yeah, holistic thing, holistic, yeah, where you're learning the foundations and stuff, and then you learn the specific thing. There's something to be said about both, too. I mean, both ways of learning. Like, it helps to have an overarching understanding of how the whole thing works. But then, like, so many times, like, to learn those things, it's almost uh, like generic examples. And so once you really get into the weeds of real life, sites and things like that to be able to just be like i don't know how to do this i'm gonna go learn how to do this like sometimes the hardest part is figuring out how to phrase the question which is where like google foo comes in a little bit like you were saying earlier like how to be skilled i had a weird i had a weird thing with that um earlier this uh, last week it was with a client super random it does it wasn't a divi specific or anything it was their their um analytics i couldn't get their analytics to connect to their website properly because <laughs> they had gone in and added like all these extra properties on accident because they didn't know what they're doing anyway i i literally like messaged a little chat group which is probably something else we should mention too like i have a little side chat like in facebook with like a, a gang of some cool genius people that I know. Mike is one of them in there. And I, is Tim in that group? I don't know if you're in that chat, Tim. You never say anything if you are. But um, <laughs> anyway, I was like, guys, I don't even know how to, I don't even know what to ask. Like, can somebody just get on a Zoom with me really fast and I can show you the weirdness here? And Kylie Wallace jumped on with me, which I was really grateful for. But so that's another thing too. Like, in all the talks that we do, we talk about building your network and having, you know, trusted relationships and having people that that you can ask questions like that too. Sometimes that's just worth its weight in gold. And sometimes you pay people for it and sometimes you get them the next time. You know what I mean? Like you just do them a favor the next time, however it however it works. As long as you're not, again, don't be a jerk. Don't be a taker. Yeah. Years ago, uh, Michelle Noonan reached out. She said, hey, you're much better at like uh, DNS, SSL stuff. Like, can you help me out with this? Like, I'll pay you. I was like, no, like this will take me, you know, 10 minutes. Like I'm not gonna let you pay me. And she insisted that she wanted to pay me, but like, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm happy to help you. You're going to help me the next time type of thing. Um, but I also understand her desire. Like, no, I want to pay you. Like I value, you know, what you do. I get that too. Cause sometimes if you feel like someone has a particular skill set, that's a value to you. Like, I don't want to burn the bridge. Like, I don't want every time I ping you for you to be like, oh God, she's going to need something again. (laughs) Like, and sometimes when you are in that development mode and learning mode, especially when you're new or if it's a new type of project or something, it, it often isn't just one question. Like, have you seen in the Facebook groups? Like sometimes I'll miss the whole previous chain of them, but I'll hear, see somebody go, 
well, it's me again. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> and then there'll be like the next question. Have you seen that? And it's like, I think most of us get that. We've literally all been there. Like, I, yeah. you know, I've been there. I know for sure where you're like, oh, do I, ha I have to ask again? I don't, I, you know, you're just you're so frustrated and you're trying to hit your deadline or whatever. But yeah. And, and I think for me, when it comes to like asking people questions and whether or not to pay them, I guess it depends on what it is. But a lot sure. of times when it's like advice and quick questions, you know, like you scratch, they scratch their back, you scratch theirs type of thing. But when it comes mm -hmm. to like actually doing some level of work, right? Okay, well, that deserves, right. you know, pay because it's like, okay, you're going to have uh -huh. to, even if it's 10 minutes of work, it's still work opposed to answering a quick question like, hey, yeah. this is what I would do. And right, you know right. that for as well. Sure. You know, you, you know, when you're asking something that's a little bit more time, you know, you know that they're going to have to think about it. They're going to have to put some effort in. They're going to have to perhaps sit down for a couple of hours, try and work something through. Um, and as you build up your sort of uh, network of people that you work with, um, you know definitely that they have given up, you know, a few hours of their time and you make sure you, they get paid and you pay them straight away. That's it. You just say, send me an invoice, pay you straight away, job done. We have and a it, That builds trust. Yeah, we have an absolutely. important question. We have an important comment in the chat. I'm going to share this here. Steven Turner uses he uses YouTube live chat for help. If anybody knows how to add a file upload button to the contact form, please please let him know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, oh that's gosh. really funny, Stephen. I appreciate yeah, there, that. There's a uh, there's a marketer that I follow, uh, and I've purchased a course from him and. Um, in his private Facebook group and stuff. And it's really funny because he will use his audience, his he'll use both his like members, like paid customers, as well as his general like Facebook page to like crowdsource answers. And so he'll ask people for advice and just see what people come up with. And everyone chimes in with their opinion. And it's genius because he gets so many different perspectives because he has such a huge audience. That kind of reminded me when Steven... <laughs> ask that question and we i uh, mean we he's already got like three answers in the chat so he he wasn't totally wrong i mean i'm like it was one and done guys just for the record but like it was a good it was a good play <laughs> we, we, we definitely got some help and some answers oops i didn't mean to do that that was one of his answers sorry uh so we're talking about all this college stuff it doesn't you know Whatever you think is good for you, though, obviously, however you learn best and things. Nancy said she she went she's got an MBA, but she might go back for a graphic design degree, you know, after we're talking about this stuff. So could she go and find places to learn about graphic design online? Sure. But some people that works, you know, so whatever yeah, works yeah. for you guys, we're not. I think yeah. you have to be careful as well that you 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 can get really tempted. So if you go to udemy.com. Um, and you have a look at all the courses on there and you're kind of interested in a few courses. you might go for a complete web developers course, or you might decide just on head down the JavaScript route, whatever it is that you're, you're thinking of doing. I've met so many people, um, that start off these courses and they get, there's about 30 to 40 videos in them and they get to video 10 and then they drop it. And the danger mm -hmm. The danger with all of this is that whilst you're what we were talking about earlier, where you're starting to get some some knowledge and some and trying to do the the holistic thing. So you're going from the beginning to the end. The danger is that when you've done a course, you might finish that course and then you never use it. It's a bit like when you, you know, you're training somebody to use their website for the first time. And you're saying, so this is what you do. And you, here's Divi. You've not seen this theme before. And you know, uh, this is how you're going to do a blog post um, and you show them how to do it. And six months later, they'll come back to you and say, what was it that you said? I don't know whether I'm clicking here or clicking there. And it's it's that classic thing where, you know, um, if you're going to do something, you're going to learn something. You need to make sure that you uh, consolidate it and you need to be doing it on a very regular basis in order to do that. And it must be really hard, actually, if you've if you're a coder at heart and you really enjoy doing that and you enjoy that creation and actually you then have to also do this whole entrepreneurial side where you've got to drive your business forward um, and you even Nick mentioned it, Nick Roach mentioned it in our um, episode 200 when he was talking about having to go back on code um, that he'd done sort of 10 years ago 
Um, and I wonder, you wonder how often even somebody like Nick will will sit there and look, you know, very specifically at code when he's got this huge monster business to run. Yeah. So it becomes yeah. even harder to do. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of courses where, uh, and actually that's one of the biggest things when it comes to online courses is getting students to actually finish. Um, I was at uh, Pressnomics, WordPress Business Conference a few years ago, and Chris Lemma was talking about, uh, which Chris Lemma, genius, um, yeah. right. brilliant yeah. speaker. He was talking about online courses and how there's actually studies that have been done that when someone purchases an online course, the amount of dopamine that gets released to their brain is the same as when they finish the course. So in other words, you get a sense of satisfaction in the form of just brain chemicals, just by purchasing and starting the course, it. that's the exact same level of sense of accomplishment and satisfaction from when you actually go through the entire course and finish it. And so that's one of those things where like you purchase a course, it's like in your your mind, it's like, check, I'm solving this problem. This, this problem is like at least partially solved. And so sometimes you forget about it. And so um, and that's actually one of those things. So uh, I have a, a course with with David Blackman, uh, the Divi Business Expert course, and the way we structured it was with that in mind. What I just explained, and so for that reason, we dripped out content. And some people would get pissed, like I just want to access everything right away. Or it's oh, like, well, right. no, our yeah. goal yeah. is to get you to that finish line. Like we don't want yeah. you to just to buy the course. We want you to finish the course and be able to apply it and be successful and so uh so that's one of the things so if you see a course that is dripped like don't run away from it like in our culture of wanting everything when we want it it's like i want to be able to access lesson 20 as well as lesson two you know it's like well we're like, like that little girl in the uh Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory i want it and i want it all did you like yeah. my, is I, that I, your English? My... <laughs> that was brilliant. I I have a strict rule that I will not try to do accents in in front of with someone oh, who is natively who actually has that accent. Yeah, exactly. That's terrible. By the impossible. way, Sean is going to start buying courses just for the high. Why finish? I mean, <laughs> it's cheaper than drugs. No, probably. that's like I, don't know, I guess it depends on the course. Independent yeah. of the drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's but fair yeah. enough. And the course. <laughs> yeah. So I, am, uh, I have my infamous story of paying $1,000 for the WP Elevation course and then never finishing it. Barely yeah. starting it. We, we've all Barely been there. Barely starting so. it. And I suppose I it, it it's one of these things, isn't it, where you just want to make sure that um, before you do it, have you got the time? Have you got the time to do it? I like the drip, drip, the drip feed, by the way, Tim, because I think what you're also doing is your email marketing at the same time. Mm -hmm. So in your own way, you are reminding people that they've bought something, they've purchased it, and you want them to see it through. You want them to to get to the end. Um, but at the same time, you're reminding them of of the whole, um, the people behind it. Um, yeah. Because it's really easy to buy something, spend two hours on it, and then your business is totally takes over. And it's all a part of time management and it's all a part of, of giving that quality time to to learn and to, to do that thing that you've just paid for. With. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and people, a lot of times, because I've been this way, where you think you know what it is that you need to learn. And so you buy a course and you want to just take pieces of it rather than kind of trusting the process and getting the whole picture. Because I yeah. know as someone who has created a course, like it's like there's things that we reference in lesson 20 that we talk about in lesson two and so it's like we it builds on itself and so like come at it i i guess with a little bit of humility that you don't know what you need to know and so trust the people that are teaching it and, and learn you know the holistic the whole part of it rather than just trying to take stuff <clears throat> yeah yeah, absolutely. So, totally. Anyway, that, that's got a my, couple my other courses, which yeah, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, we some comments here. Yeah, but co a, courses are great. There's so many, so many out. Courses are the trendy thing right now. I mean, if you don't have a course, like, are you even cool? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't have a course, so. Well, the other <laughs> thing, yet. the other thing that I'm making done now. I'm gonna do it just because you have to. What Mike? The other thing. So I was just gonna say the other thing that's being done now is the the whole um, live webinar. 
So just like what um, Tim was saying earlier. So each week, for example, I've noticed recently that um, WordFence um, are doing a live stream pretty much every sort of Tuesday afternoon or didn't yesterday, but oh, I didn't see it yesterday anyway. But they've been doing a lot. They've been doing a lot of promotion. It's, obviously, they're promoting their product and they're showing you, you know, why WordFence is, is, is a great uh, security plugin for your WordPress website. But at the same time, what they're doing is they're, they're instructing you and showing you some of the tools. And they've, they've on some of their uh, live webinars, they've gone deep into some of the ways in which uh, WordPress websites get hacked and some of the things that you can do to strengthen your WordPress site. Um, that isn't necessarily word fence, by the way. It's just, you know, these are the things you've got to look out for. And some of them may be quite obvious to some people, but um, they're really easy to, um, it's easy to get caught. And uh, so the live webinar, um, just like what we're doing tonight. So what we're doing with YouTube now is we're showing you uh, in advance that we're going to be live uh, at your local time. So you get to subscribe, you get you get notifications um and so once you're notified you're there you're in so it's another great way by the of, way uh, guys did we tell learning. you we're going to start doing eight hour episodes of divi chat <laughs> starting tonight so we'll see you starting all tonight <laughs> yeah don't get any ideas morning. yeah leaving. so uh so okay so we've talked about courses we've talked about mm. a whole bunch of things uh mm. there's what about podcasts because that's one of my big ones Okay. I love going to podcasts. Are you a podcast listener? Mike, I, Tim? I, I love Either podcasts. Yes. I don't typically go to podcasts to solve a specific problem, but you know what? for That's kind true. of general, like kind of ongoing learning and everything, I, I do. I love it. However, I, I'm like, I go through phases. So like, I don't have podcasts into like my daily routine. So typically... I would catch up on podcasts on flights. And so I would just like mm -hmm. binge listen to like, you know, 10 episodes from, you know, five of my favorite podcasts. Um, and that was great when I was going to different word camps and, and conferences and stuff like that, where I was actually flying, you know, at mm -hmm. least once a quarter type of thing. But then when COVID hit, it was like, okay, I didn't fly anywhere in 2020. And so now, yeah, now it's like, I'm very behind on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I go through phases too. I'm a big shower podcaster. Ooh, like I love cool. listening, like when I'm showering, getting ready for something, you know, like where it's, I, I'm sort of like, I don't need a lot of brain power to focus on what I'm doing so I can like take in the information. But I mean, who has time to just sit and listen to, you know, you have to be doing something else. But like if I'm working, a podcast is a little too much for yeah. me to like be able to be it's productive while I work. Yeah. So I like doing it like, you know, folding laundry or, like I said, take a shower, getting ready, whatever. Um, but I do, I have actually gone, like if there's somebody that I know has some tips on certain things, I have actually gone and searched for episodes to see what they had to say about it. I have yeah. my few folks that I love and you guys know who they are. Like Mike Michalowicz, come on. Donald Miller, come on. I love John Jantz. He's the duct tape marketing guy. Um, I've listened to a bunch of different people. A lot of folks that are in some of the WordPress groups that I have chatted with or know personally too, like uh, Lee Matthew Jackson's got a great podcast. Uh, Jimmy Rose does a good job, you know, and like uh, those two guys, I actually am also on their email lists because they provide useful information. Yeah. And that's not really, again, that's not someplace that you go to look for help. But, but if we're talking about inspiration as well, because that is one of the other Yep, sort of yeah. elements of this episode was like either for help or for inspiration. That's something that uh, like James Rose, he's a, he loves a gadget and a tool like I do. So I know when he shares an email, it's going to have some new software thing that he's been trying or something like that. And I'm a sucker for that. So I open that up and sometimes it just puts me down a rabbit hole, but sometimes it gives me a great idea. So, you know, there's different people that, you know, different emails that hit your inbox. Um, you know, our pal, Emma, she is a big Divi person and her um, web designer weekly, I think it's called, is a great weekly newsletter that comes out and has little tips for design, tips for uh, stuff like that that can give you some inspiration. Colleen Gratzer has the design domination where she's got a podcast and an email list and a great Facebook group, you know. So there are some folks out there that are really putting out useful 
and informational things. So, you know, I guess it's like, sometimes you just have a question that you need an answer to go to Google, you go to Facebook, you go to your colleagues. Sometimes it's more like just immersing yourself in these different platforms and methods and yeah. materials just, uh, that sort of give you the inspiration. Yeah. Just yeah. to sort of head back into the, uh, one of the Facebook groups that is, I think is the the best one I've come across and that's the admin bar. Oh, community. The admin bar. It is. It's great. And mm -hmm. I, Kyle Van Dusen, I want to know how many hours in Kyle's week because <laughs> he, he's got to have one of those time turners that they had in the Harry Potter films because his output <laughs> is not only real high quality, it genuinely helps those looking for solutions. Mm -hmm. But his email newsletter he sends out every week is is like it's, you just have to sit and, and read it because you see you get a lot of newsletters. There's a lot of people sending out emails. This is one I read it. too. Yeah. It's yeah. One I and and I and you sit there think, and you start clicking on all the links think i'm gonna have a look at that in a minute mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um it's, but uh, uh it's good. He, he subscribe to his email list and let him dazzle you every week because he's certainly yeah. done that i think he's and and then he's a great guy um on the back of that you can go and join his happy hour uh where a lot of people mm -hmm. enter into the uh, happy hour uh with him but he's uh there's always some great topics in there always sort of relating to what people are looking for. Um, and uh, I don't know where he gets his inspiration from. And maybe one day Kyle will perhaps join us and uh, we can have a chat with him yeah. on here. That would and be pretty cool. A little minor selfless pl selfish plug is that in Focus on Your Biz, we do talk about business things more, um, which I'm obsessed with. I mean, I, I run into issues with Divi and WordPress or design, things like that. But I like am on a kick right now where I'm trying to hack business things and improve my the way I run my businesses and stuff so that's something that's really on my mind and we get into tons of good conversations in that group and there's been a lot of good networking there too where you know we've Scott Tambling he's here watching right now he's always like I found my people that's what he always tells me he's like these are my people and it does it does make a difference you know to have that when you're looking for uh inspiration and help but you know I just thought of the other like we say like we need help. We usually think of like, oh, this line of code isn't working. But how many times have we been on our like Thursday night chat or in our little offline thing and someone is just having a rough entrepreneur week, like mm -hmm. where clients are unhappy or you lost a client or something else has gone wrong or you're just overloaded with stress or something. And like to just be around, like that's a different kind of help and that inspiration. you can also sort yeah. of need and inspiration yeah. to like not close up shop and not yeah. like lose your mind to just say like, yeah. okay, this happens to all of us. We're going to stick together and next week is going to be better. And, you know, like yeah. rely yeah. on those there's people. A, so There's always another day. There's mm -hmm. always a, you know, what might not be working today. You wake up tomorrow morning and you've got the solution. You've worked it out. Or you might just be in that situation where you just need a little bit of, Am I doing the right thing? Is this the, yeah. am I heading down the right road here? Can someone just tell me that I'm I'm not going mad and this, what I've said to somebody isn't really stupid? So please. And everybody help. just sends you hilarious gifs and it somehow magically makes your yes. day a little bit better, you know? It does. It's like so it that does. is another kind of help and inspiration that we can look for, and that is in our communities. And I think this may be bleeding off the edge of what this topic was meant to be, but I do think that in what we do, that that's such an important thing like it does that sort of turns into almost a mental health discussion but when we're all sitting in our little bubbles all by ourselves most of the day you know some are getting out now but we've been locked up like this for so long it's like we've got to take care I really of that like it i really like the guys uh who is uh chris doe um yeah who does yeah, the, he's the really future good. uh so talking mm -hmm. about podcasts i've listened to a, a few of his um and you have to let him demonstrate to you how to speak to potential clients about mm -hmm. budget, put in budget. I think it, and something that's happened recently, I've noticed people doing more are YouTube shorts. So again, they're not necessarily going for eight hours. They're not necessarily going for even 10, 12 minutes. It'll be a minute and a half and it'll be something uh, Mike Killen's been doing that uh, on his YouTube channel where he's just been, saying you know something like think of three things that you you should do before you start work each day and 
and I and I won't tell you what they are. Go and speak. Go and have a look at Mike's uh, YouTube. Mike channel Killen is amazing. Great. If you want he to learn about amazing. sales, if you need help and inspiration with sales, that's the guy to yeah. go to. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And and it's just sometimes these little shorts are great because just like you were saying, you haven't got perhaps a lot of time to even a seven or eight minute video. You might have a call. You might have something going mm -hmm. on that day. Oh, I'll watch that later. But a little short with something that's uh, that's quite good that'll that'll really help you as well. Yeah, uh, Kyle's got something interesting here. Did you see his comment? He okay. It's like a double comment. It's kind of long. Okay. When he Go goes through his emails every morning, he opens up the newsletters and bookmarks the articles that he wants to read. He now has over a thousand articles. Like that part, I totally relate to having a thousand tabs open. I can see that. <laughs> uh, but he turned it into a mini database. And now when he needs some information, he knows that he can trust them. So it's organized and set up. Even when I have a client who needs information, I go straight to my bookmark list first. So that's kind of an interesting take on it, a way to get into those. So it's sort of feeding from the newsletters, but then you're saving it in an organized way. That's, uh, that's smart. really interesting. Thanks yeah. for sharing, Kyle. Yeah, that's a lot of newsletters. Another zinger <laughs> from Kyle Zinger. <laughs> nice. Indeed. So any any other sort of uh, places that we've been to for for inspiration, whether that's uh, in any other, so not necessarily business now, uh, maybe it's just something that we perhaps want to uh, pur purchase hardware wise. Maybe we're looking at um, something mm. to, to buy that's new that's in our business. Um, and we might go and, and, and have a look uh, at, like, I mean, you know, everybody knows that I tend to do all my work on PCs, but I'm mm -hmm. in, the, in the mood for a Mac. And uh -oh. uh, so we got WWDC this week. It's the oh, end of the week, man. isn't it? Yeah. And, oh, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to that because, you know, so I have I saw a guy on uh, on YouTube, Luke Miani. I don't know if you've uh, seen him, but he does, he does things like mad things like go out and buy um, all broken MacBooks and see if he can repair them. Does and he put, put them, them in a blender? Oh, see, <laughs> that guy. I don't know if you can There's see, but I have two old MacBooks right here. I yeah. ended up getting a new one recently, but that white one there is from pretty circa fly. 2007, I Six think. Six or seven, yeah. And yeah. the reason why it's out is I needed something on it uh, from forever ago. And it, that was when Did I was boot? dumb and didn't like back, back things, things up and carry things over <laughs> and so uh no it doesn't boot up so i, I, need, oh. I need to talk to that person yeah that's fine. i think you will just send it to him i think you might find <laughs> that old. and uh, it's funny because everybody always says i'll oh, wait for the next one i'll oh, wait for the oh, next one nancy's always wait for the next one yeah, yeah. nancy's so, literally just said oh we doubled oh, that we doubled i ended that. up getting <laughs> the, the m1 macbook <laughs> air recently because my main machine is an iMac. That's what I'm on now. But I like having a laptop for like traveling and, and stuff like that. Um, and so I was using that 2015 MacBook Pro. And I basically just got to its the end of the road. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. I was going to wait for the... Or I was going to get the M1 MacBook Pro. But the current version of the M1 MacBook Pro is essentially the same as the M1 MacBook Air except for it's $200 more. So I saved 200 bucks and got the MacBook Air. But the rumor is WWDC, they'll be announcing the M1 MacBook Pro bigger screen or, or, or maybe the M2. Some people have said the M2. Oh. So the next generation of their M1 um, chip. But then so, the M3 you know. will be coming. You should wait for the M3. I know. I just might as well wait for that one. So <laughs> actually what I'm waiting for is the M1 or M2 iMac with the bigger screen. Yeah, it's like right now I have a I think twenty seven inch, and I don't want to downgrade to a twenty four inch. So, anyways, oh, the, this, this is an Apple with, chat. It's but where are you? Where are you getting your inspiration for all these things? You know, what we haven't talked about is inspiration for like design. We're almost at the okay. top of our hour, but we are. There are. What about things like the awards site? A w w w. Yeah, that is. Yeah. You ever go there? That's yeah, always no. kind of corny, huh? Those sites aren't practical sites they're no. great examples of like pushing design Flashy to its stuff. limits but like yeah that's not going to help your local restaurant you know <laughs> no they're not gonna go for it they might love it but they're not gonna it's not gonna help them yeah doesn't it don't you feel like sometimes that stretches your creative muscle just a tad though so that's inspiration for creativity 
I don't go to those very often, but sometimes it's just going and following artistic people, artistic, not, I mean, maybe there's some autistic people that do great design work too, but oh, like sure if you can is, yeah. go find things that are just showing a lot of creativity, that that kind of just can break you out of your little rut sometimes and give you like a little jolt of inspiration. And even if you do something just for fun, create creatively to get out of it, but, yeah. but then just to go and look at people who you respect or people who's, yeah, Websites are doing really good. Or sometimes if I'm wanting to do a sales page, I'll go to some of the uh, plugins or services that are specifically like your, um, oh gosh, my brain isn't working today. Like uh, ConvertBot, what's it called? I don't know. Any of the ones that have like where you can just sign up for them and it'll be like the sales pages oh, and yeah. the little lead yeah, funnels yeah. and stuff like that. Go yeah. and see what they're doing or like watch some of the YouTube videos like we've been saying, but you know, just to find some inspiration to see like what's because inspiration is all, so many different things, right? It depends on mm. what we're doing. Yeah. And sometimes it's fun to go even look at people who are trying different things with copywriting, go play with some of these new AI things for copywriting, like a uh, copy yeah. AI, conversion AI, all these different ones. There's always like there ever since that technology server was released, there's five of them on AppSumo there's at any given time. There's a lot of excitement so, about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but go get in there and start putting words in and seeing what comes up and, just mm. sort of like, like I said, like stretch those muscles a little bit because it is easy to get sort of caught in a rut. Um, you know, I've got a couple of quick ones. So um, yeah. I've always thought that Lead I mean, pages. Leslie, thank you, Leslie Burnell, who oh yeah, uh, you know, mm. uh, amazing on Divi Chat for for mm -hmm. for many years. Leslie, her, she's just redesigned her website. Um, yeah. Certainly from a she, the way she brings sort of she's got a great eye for the right mix of color subtle but sort of clever design and great font choices you just you just take your hat off to her she's amazing um and then going off completely off well, on another that's a girl in her mac got designed too, it is sorry very yes, creative that she is and um and then you've got sort of from a seo perspective on a youtube is the moz channel and they mm. have whiteboard friday and i think that was a really oh, clever, cool. clever move by them uh, because they literally have a whiteboard behind them and they go through all the topics and you, it, it's, it, it looks like it's, you know, uh, it's very well rehearsed um, and literally within 10 to 12 minutes, they've gone through talking about backlinks, for example. So uh, you might get Cyrus Shepard or Brittany Mueller, Mueller or Ram Fishkin, those Is, three. Does, does Rand still do Whiteboard Friday? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen him. He's done one. Yeah, he's done... I did one a few months ago, I think. Um, but um, I, I know that they've got different people doing it now as well. So, um, but he's got a whole history of of stuff that he's done. A lot of it, you know, SEO. Uh, whilst there's things that 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 change over time, Google is still delivering the same message. So a lot of it doesn't change. So they're what they're saying is, you know, you as long as you follow these rules, you should be okay. Um, but there are some great ways in which to follow those rules and do things that within an imaginative way. So that's also a really good one. And um, the Ahrefs channel as well. That's another Ooh, good um, yeah. YouTube channel. Okay, so we're we're nearly at the top of the hour. Um, has anybody so fun. got got any final thoughts or final things they want to add to the pot before we leave tonight, Stephanie? Um, I wanted to share something that is uh, a review that someone left us this oh, past cool. uh, month or so. It is yeah. from Mike A. Hancock. He says, gold, pure gold. <laughs> the Divi yeah. conversation does not disappoint. Everyone has great insight and wisdom on the tools they use and how they implement them in their business. I would like to see Mike's lists, especially for e-commerce. So there you go, Mike. Okay. Mark will, right. Mark will be in touch, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Thank you. So anyway, thanks, Mark, for leaving a review. And uh, you guys, if you'd like to leave us a review and have us read it uh, out on the air, we'd be happy to do it. Go to uh, ratethispodcast.com slash Divi Chat, and that'll open up whatever um, podcast apps you have installed on the device that you are on when you go to that link. Boy, could I have said that more awkwardly. <laughs> But you got there nailed it. The nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tim, final thoughts? I don't. 
so I guess my only final thought is, you know, we've been talking a lot about getting stuck. Uh, I, I would say uh, if you don't already be someone like learn to enjoy problem solving, because if you want to be mm -hmm. successful when it comes to building websites or running online businesses, whatever, there's a lot of problems to solve and there's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of times where you're stuck. And so uh, learning to become someone that enjoys solving those problems or having the right people that you can pay to solve those problems for you. Uh, those things are really important to have any type of success in this line of work. Awesome. Lovely. Very true. And, and I'll have a final thought. Go beyond page one of Google. Don't be frightened. <laughs> there is, there is, if you go wait, a little bit wait, further. You're saying that there's a page two? There is two. <laughs> Good tip. Yeah, there's there's a little bit more than just what's on page one and you'll find uh probably what you're looking for if you're prepared to go a little bit further great so tip. uh that's it everybody uh it just leaves me to pass you over to tim to say his parting thoughts <laughs> thanks mike take care everyone bye-bye